Porn Stars and People Podcast. I'm Dan Friggin' Latin. I'm here with God, with Goddess Lilith. Yeah. Thank you for doing the, the episode. Thank you for doing the podcast. We're here at uh, Exotica. Absolutely. Um, what's going on with you? Just hanging out, man. Had another uh, good foot worship session a little bit earlier. Very with, cool. Uh, with Jason from Braddy Foot Girls. Very cool. Shout, yeah. yeah, shout out them. Shout outs. Jason, seeing lots of awesome people here this weekend. Yeah. I, I love these events because it's just like you get to see all your friends from right. all over the world that you never get to see normally. Right. I was uh, I was for a year and change when I started the podcast. I was like, I didn't feel it was my own shit, but I didn't feel like I was in the community. So like I was like walking around shy. This is the first time where I was like, I, I like see somebody I'm like, yeah. and I and I finally feel good and like and like participating in the thing. Um, nice. But yeah, it was yeah. my own. It was my own job. But it's like yeah, this is. Just this community of people, especially especially people that are like web based, it's hard to get you guys together because you can work. It from is anywhere. like we live all over the country and the world, so these events are really nice to bring yeah. everybody together. So that's cool. So what's like uh, I don't know. Is there any takeaways from this weekend? Like anything you learned? Anything that um, um, is different? I mean, I I got to do a lot of good, really good networking, and I got to just kind of hang out with some other people that I hadn't gotten the chance to meet yet. I met some really lovely other dominant women here so you know there's not a whole lot of femdoms at these events usually so it's really nice to meet the few of of them that there are um yeah i just had a great time you know it just it blew by i can't believe it's already sunday yeah it it, it really the the thing i mean it's three days so you think it's like uh you think it's a lot but it really does fly like even the first even the first day like kind of blew by and it was like and all the time is filled up like there's all these things you think you're gonna do and then it's right and then it's 3 a.m on friday and you're like oh shit (laughs) one day's gone well another thing that's been nice um that's been happening this weekend for me is i've had a lot of fans actually come up to me here and um, maybe it's because i'm on the east coast myself i'm a new england person so it might be because New Jersey isn't too far from New this England. This is the only one. This is the only East Coast convention. Yeah. So it's like so I've had a whole bunch of fans come up to me this weekend, and it's been awesome. One of them just took me shopping. I was like, fuck great. yeah. That's great. Yes. So um, having a really good time. An unexpectedly, like, awesome time, actually. Yeah. I just figured, you know, it's just another show, like, whatever. But this this one has been really good. Yeah, people, people love this one. And I, I, I was just so lucky. Starting this podcast, I found out almost immediately that people are not in this part of the country doing this this profession for the most part. There's not a lot. There's not as much work here. Right. Uh, so then I've had to fly places to do them. Um, but then I realized right in my backyard is this incredible convention. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's so great. It's this is chill. kind of uh, one of my my stops like every year now. It's yeah. one that I always do because it's only about like a four or five hour drive yeah. depending on the traffic. Oh, it's so totally easy, it's yeah. kind of a no brainer. Yeah, what um what are the other what are the other places that you definitely go every year? AVN yep. for sure. Um are you going to be at AVN this year? I'm going to be at AVN. Yeah, finally. Nice. Last nice. year and this is not this is probably this is probably more due to me being uninformed, but last year they 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 gave me passes like a week before. That's weird. Yeah. So I was like, what the heck, oh, you know whatever whatever. That doesn't give you like, much time to plan. Right. And then this year I got I already got the passes. I got them like 2 weeks ago. So I'm like I'm huh. I'm, ar- I'm in there. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah, good. so AVN's always good. I believe I'm doing X-Biz this year. I haven't been doing that one every year, but yeah. I try to do um, the Chicago Exotica as well. And then there's uh, one later in the year, Montreal Fetish Weekend, which is more of like a What's it called? Uh, party. Uh, Montreal Fetish Weekend? Montreal Fetish Weekend. Oh, wow. Yep. Um, it's like a four or five day kind of party where everybody just, 
dresses to the nines and parties and there's great. a dungeon when and it's that? kinky. Uh, Labor Day weekend. Oh wow. So a little bit later in the year, you got some time to plan. Have to put that on the calendar. I was it's actually right after uh, FetCon, which is not the other one that yeah, I do. Yeah, I was actually like almost in Montreal around that time. Okay. Um, I didn't realize I missed uh, something great by like a couple of days. Yeah, well now you know it's always Labor Day weekend. Yeah, so oh, um, if you just Google it, you'll find it. It's a really really fun that's event. Lots of beautiful people there. That's really cool. Shout outs to Montreal Fetish Shout Weekend. Out to Montreal Fetish. Yeah. yeah I, I had the I had the opportunity to meet uh, Ariel Rebel in Montreal. She's a great performer and nice. she's based out of there. So there there really is a thriving porn industry in Montreal, which I Yeah, there's cool. a lot going on in Montreal. It's a great place. I love it's it. It's weird. It is weird that there's like little pockets where the things are like you know like with Tampa and uh, and like oh yeah Tampa's got a huge scene now they've also incidentally both of these cities also have a really good metal scene in Montreal oh, and that's Tampa your other so thing. You're into yes metal. yep metal is important for me since Very I'm cool. a singer <laughs> um, so you said you sing in a in a metal band or I sing in a metal band you do. yep it's called Sorrow Seed uh, we've done a few U S tours we've done some shows in Canada and we recently did our first UK show in London last month at London Fetish Weekend. Oh, that's great. So, um, so yeah, we get around a little bit. We've got three albums out. If you guys are into death metal at all, with I have some pretty vocals in there too. I do melodic death metal, so it's like 80% harsh screaming and then yeah. 20% yeah. like nice singing. So well, check out Sorrow Seed. I One word, Sorrow Seed. I would say like I don't have the frame of reference to understand heavy metal. Like as an outsider, what would you, what would you tell somebody to like encourage them to check out that genre? I would say that, firstly, there's a lot of different genres in metal. Yeah. Um, you don't necessarily have to listen to the kind of metal that's like all screaming vocals. Yeah. There's also really heavy music that has singing vocals as well, like you know, symphonic metal, for example, uh, some symphonic metal, and there's. There's a whole bunch of other genres as well. Like uh, the, the genre that I'm in is like melodic death, you would call it, or blackened melodic death. So it's all about kind of finding the right genre for you. Yeah. If you are into that style of music, but you don't really like harsh screaming vocals, like you could grab an instrumental CD from some bands or find like sure. a symphonic band and you can listen to really pretty vocals, but also have that heavy music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, if you just, I've. Personally, my recommendation for listening to metal is uh, at the gym or okay. or when you're like traveling and there's screaming children around. Yeah. It's a really, really good way to drown oh, it funny. out that's because funny. I get really aggravated on a plane when people are not disciplining their children yeah. and they're just screaming in your ear. Yeah. So put on the headphones sure. and blast some like cannibal corpse or something yeah. and you're not going to hear that baby anymore. Airplane <laughs> etiquette is something that really needs to be discussed. Last time oh, I God, flew. Yeah. And I had one of these long, long, long flights. There kept being this thing where the guy, uh, the guy be the guy behind me, kept tapping me on the shoulder. What? For the guy, uh, so that it was like I, I think I was in a, um, in, um, in a window, and then the guy behind me who was in the in the center seat because he was talking to the guy in the window kept tapping on me and like telling me things like, oh, can you like move your seat forward and stuff like that? And it's like, bro, I got what? the same seat as you do. Like, <laughs> no. Like, oh my and god! Then he like tapped me on the shoulder and like asked me to like uh, put it up when they were like eating, and I was like, "What's going? Like, what's going uh, on?" Like, shut up, dude! Strange. Leave me alone. Yeah, it's <laughs> also like the 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 um, generally speaking the that thing. What do they call it? The thing that drops down tray table. Yes. It's not. It's not actually attached to the back of the seat. It's just clipped in. So it's like it's it's on its own rollers. So it doesn't matter uh. where the seat is. <laughs> what airline was that? 
Oh, yeah, I don't know if it's the airline's fault, but um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know which one. So we got, you know, do you know, do you know Daryl and Kimmy Kaboom? Uh, no, I don't. Oh, they're so cool. They're, hey doing, they're doing this show with us. Um, <laughs> nice. I finally convinced, I started convincing uh, porn stars to do comedy. Oh, awesome. Yeah, so we There's probably a treasure trove there, man. Yeah. All kinds of stories. Yeah. As, a, as a dom, actually, I have a fair amount of really uh, simultaneously fucked up but funny stories yes, that we, we I feel like I should like write a blog or, or something about. Do you know Brandon Arena and Vicky Vicks? I do know Vicky Vicks we had and Brandon, yes. We had them do, we had them do it uh, when we were down for X-Biz. We had them do a show with Okay, us. yeah, so those two are fun. I'm putting this in people's minds to like, hey, you should do the show. I mean, there's there's just so much you could talk about. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. adult performers deal with so much craziness. Like, ha- yeah, most people have no idea the kinds of things that go on behind the scenes. Yeah. And well, especially in, in your particular, like, field. Like, we had Raquel Roper, and she... Yeah, she had all she she like like we had to like we had to like take we we're like we're running out of time we got to take <laughs> the mic from you because right. she's like crushing it so you, hard, yeah so. I I could go on I've I've been in this industry for about ten years now so I have a good I have like a lengthy amount of stories yeah. <laughs> that I could fill some time or some pages with yeah so I think it's uh something that's gonna happen in the future yeah. for sure well and the thing that I love about speaking with people in industry is that everybody's so sex positive and 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 like. They understand sexuality and consent and spectrum and all these things that I think we're repressing in like normal. I I agree with you. Actually, seasoned um, fetish players are some of the more polite, like well-adjusted individuals that I know because they're kind of channeling their energy and what they need to get out through this play. And a lot of a lot of regular people just go to bed frustrated right. for various reasons and they take it out on people and for sure yeah, you know they that. let it fester instead of just channeling through it and getting it out in a healthy manner yeah so i mean i i love the bdsm scene for that reason it's super safe generally i mean you always get like the bad egg here or there like somebody might try to like slip something in somebody's drink that happens everywhere but other than that everyone is so polite and respectful yeah if i go to, to a bdsm club I know that my space is going to be respected and no right. one's going to try to touch up on me. If I go to a hip hop club, forget it. Yeah. Like there's going to be dudes like dry humping me yeah, in a yeah. matter of moments. Yeah, I say the amount of times that I, that I used to go to like those clubs, I was getting my dick grabbed. And it's like, you know, I'm, 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 so I'm young and it's like, oh, this is exciting. People grab my dick. But then <laughs> yeah. like, like in my thirties, like I don't want anybody to grab like, my dick. Wait, suddenly I don't like this so much. Yeah, what the well, fuck are you doing? Yeah, Who are a, you? A, like, my dick needs to be ready for a grab. <laughs> you, can't, you can't just grab. Like, I, I, I could, you know, I could be having apprehensive dick. You don't know. Like, <laughs> my dick is changing sizes throughout the day. I don't want you grabbing, like. Uh, At the wrong time. Yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> want you grabbing shy dick. I want I want notice, you know, and it's just I like, mean, it's kind of good to hear from a guy, though, that you've you've gotten grabbed at clubs, yeah. too, though. I assumed that was a thing that subway. just happened to women. Really? That's what it, it was my like my third year in New York City. And somebody like started like 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 sort of like slow. We were so it was like a packed in car. Like, oh, my God. So you didn't even know rubbing, who it was. Somebody started rubbing like this, like this, like the seam. Oh, and I was shit. Like, oh, maybe it's like it's like this is a confusion. So then I turned. I just had like like a drastic like forty five degree <laughs> turn, and then I felt the hand like a spider like 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 sneak, oh like my god trying to find it again. That's and then so it was like, weird. And I was like, what the fuck? Holy shit! And then but then it, it it was an interesting position to be put in. I don't I don't want to compare what I what what I experienced to anybody else's experience. I don't want to say it's the same as this that or the other thing, but it had that moment for me where I was like, what are my options here? Like I grab this person and like confront them. Hey, like, why are you grabbing my dick? 
Right. Yeah. Like, like, do I, do I, do I like, do I pull the arm? Like, it's like, like, it's like a, a, a piece so of bizarre. rope and find out who's on the end of it. Oh or, man. And instead, I, I just quietly, just like, <laughs> I basically like, like, like quietly just stood in the thing and like I waited until the doors opened and ran away. I guess you can take it as a compliment. Yeah, but again, it's like, <laughs> but, a, but it, it know, speaks to consent and like, pretty and, creepy. And, the, and where we are right now as a society, uh, that like that we're finally starting to deal with this discussion. Yeah. Uh, with everything in the news and everything that's going on, it's like we really need to have uh, a very specific discussion about lines, and then what? And then I guess what you're supposed to do, and then you know, and then uh, yeah, as the person being groped, you know, how to react. Yeah, people need to just have better manners in general. But like I said, I'm I'm glad to hear from a male perspective for once because you always hear about how women get harassed all the time. So yeah. it's good to know that it does go both ways sometimes. And again, I'm not I'm not comparing mine on the level. I mean I you know, I got like a little I got like a little feathery touch. <laughs> and there, you know, there's there's some there's some foul shit going on out there. Uh, yeah, there is. So, what do you do? You, are, do you hang in New York? I mean, you're not far. So, no, I I actually despise New York City. I tried not to ever go there. Oh, <laughs> true fact. I didn't even get to the question. You're like, <laughs> fuck New York, fuck this, fuck hot dogs, fuck the Statue of Liberty. Honestly, so I did um I did a photo shoot this morning in Brooklyn. Brooklyn oh, is is the one place in New York that I like. I like yeah. Coney Island, and yep. um, you know, I like the Brooklyn area. It's kind of cool, industrial looking. But right. um, all the all the gigs I end up getting are usually in Manhattan, so that's been my experience of New York kind of since I've known it as a teenager, and yeah. just it's so fucking big and crowded and dirty. The piles of garbage okay. everywhere are really yeah. off-putting, and people are fucking rude. Now, don't get me wrong, people. I'm from Providence, but originally I, I grew up in Boston, and people there are even worse. Like right. they're even more fucking rude. Yeah. But. I've noticed that the Northeast in general has, like, the, the two larger cities in it. Like, yeah. people are just real fucking rude and, so like, like, like cold and salty. Happening. Yeah, there's, like, an energy of, like, I'm Get doing out of my, my way. own thing. Don't interfere with that. Right. Get the um, fuck out of my way. Also, but then there's, all, there's something nice about, like, everybody's minding their own business. That's true. Right? And in Boston, people tend to get in your face. Yeah. Especially me as a female traveling alone and looking like, you yeah. know, different. Right. Sure. You know, I get a lot of unwanted attention and then people will try to engage with me. Whereas New York, people don't try to fucking engage with me. They well, just do their York. thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's not so, the so thing it I've actually, I think Boston is probably a bit worse than New York City, as, you know. And in Boston those regards, has like um, a fight culture that still that still exists. Oh, people are extremely aggressive yeah. in Boston. Like, like in Boston, it was like, especially for a long time, and it used to be like this in New York, but it's changed a lot. It was, uh, do you have a problem? Okay, let's go handle it. And <laughs> like those were like those were like the I, I want to fight you words. And uh, New York had that for a while, but New York, I haven't seen a fist fight in New York in years. And not to say that it doesn't happen, but it's not the same mentality that used to be like. Hold your ground. If something goes wrong, you got to immediately fight. Yeah. Now it's very much like, okay, I'll just walk away. You know, people, people in Boston are looking for a fight. I used yeah. to be one of those people myself. No I was, shit. I was a very angry person, Did and I didn't people? realize until I started. Uh, uh, yeah, I got in a few fights. What? Okay. Not so gonna what lie. What I've are your fight numbers? How many my fights fight you been numbers? in? How many have you won? How many have you won? How many <laughs> lost? I've, how many I've been in three, and I won all of how them. Many I mean, I'm, I'm a fucking, I'm a dom by nature, yeah. you know. So like. I don't I don't play like if you get me to the point where I'm angry enough to hit you like I'm unleashing all of yeah. all of my pent up rage for the last months on you. Right. So um but yeah like I never really realized that it was my environment that was causing partially right. causing all of that until well, I got away from it and I was like wow 
I'm so much happier being outside of Boston yeah. and like life can be different. You know, I started traveling, going to places like Florida, the Caribbean, the UK, like Europe, you know, just and I'm just wow, you don't have to like be so angry all the time. Yeah. There there is an alternative. Like life can be different and that's right. when I moved out of Boston. I live in Providence now and I'm so much happier. It's it's uh, Providence is such a cute place. It is. It's a cute little city and it's actually really really um, decadent. Yeah. There's a really a happening uh, nightlife scene there, yeah. alternative nightlife. There's a lot of I mean, you know, pick your poison. You've got You've got tons of fetish clubs, or yeah. maybe you'd rather just go to the strip club, you or you've also got swingers clubs. I like how your mind works. You say pick your poison, and I go, oh, they're have they're doing math. Is that what you say? <laughs> and you go, no, 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 like uh, this is swinger. He's like, I, like that. Um, I mean, there's plenty of drugs down there too, but you know. <laughs> you want if you want meth, there's you gotta lots come to of different choices. <laughs> lots of different choices in Little Rody. Um, but uh, everybody's so much nicer and more laid back, and yeah. the fact that it's a smaller city, people are more. You know, just more chill. And you know what I find in a smaller city, it it feels to people that there are consequences to their actions. Mm. In a big city like New York, like you can argue with somebody at Starbucks, and it's you're never gonna see that person again, <laughs> right? Whereas, like if you if you like go to a place in Providence, or and that's and that's a pretty big place as well. But like if you live in a small town, like you can't just go around like a crazy person. You have yeah. to be like you'll get run out of the town. Um. But I do, I do agree with you on a lot of things. I'm finally to the point in my life where it's like I understand immediately people's energy. And if you put the wrong energy around you, like that just affects your whole thing. It's like yep. it's like if you're hanging out with somebody and like the, one of their initial reactions to life is like, ugh. And then you're like, okay, I got to not be around this person. Right. Yep. Because uh, it's just get, it's going to poison me. Yep. It's all about uh, keeping the right people around you, yeah. keeping up the positive vibes. You know, uh, what's there's some saying like, like lions aren't con uh, lions aren't uh, concerned with the opinions of sheep. Oh yeah, you I've know, because yeah. it's like, and then it's just like you're like, yeah, what do I need to be hanging around with a bunch of sheep, aka yeah. like normal nine to five kind Normies. of people? <laughs> like, yes, the normies. you know, like, hey man, some people have different goals in life. Some people want to work a regular job, have yeah. kids, have the house, have the car, all that. Like, I'll take all of those things except for like. I'm I'm not I'm child free so that kind of is one of the things that dictates my life yeah. and a yeah, lot of people that have children are like well, how do you get to do all the things that you do and like how do you get to do this and I'm like it's easy I don't have kids because I'm owning my life no yes I, I will say no I don't <laughs> have kids but I will I will stand up for people that have kids you can still live a you can still live a happy life and do what you want to do if you have kids but this is the second time unprompted <laughs> that you've bashed children which oh, I think really? is amazing yeah. <laughs> Fuck kids, man. <laughs> Fuck your kids. Don't bring your kids on a plane. Keep your fucking kids away Don't from me. <laughs> so funny. I will eat them. I will eat your children. <laughs> me, and, me and Mike Tyson will eat your children. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, yeah, unprompted. Just like just <laughs> having kids. Just so gross. I know. I guess Let's everybody shows, uh, shows their true colors so like after. Yeah, after we know, we We've already been talking for like 15 minutes or so. So we know we're starting to see some patterns. Kids, baby. We know where you stand. It's fine. We got, we got all of our opinion on the thing. <laughs> I had this debate with somebody the other day. It's like I, you, I can't be too pro or anti anything. Anything. It's like it just depends right. on the situation. People ask me like, "Oh, what kind of relationship are you looking for?" That's like the constant question uh, I get in my dating life. It's like I don't know. It, 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 we need to discuss it. It's not like, "Oh, if I want this and you want that, then it's over." It's like, no, we need to figure it out together. What our thing would look like because it wouldn't look the same as yours. And it's the same thing with. Uh, I met this guy in the middle of nowhere. 
um, he was getting a divorce. He had all these kids, and he sort of at one point in his life, he just decided he wanted to have kids, and he just found a lady. They had kids, and then now he's getting Boom, divorced. Just like that. And so now the kids are, you know, 16 and 17, and oh, they, they like did the thing, but uh. arguably he's not happier for it. Uh. And he was like asking me about kids, and I was like, I would love to have kids, but it would have to be the exact right situation. I'm not just going to meet somebody and then force kids into the world. Yeah, that's fucked up. That's because not a good like plan. It's going to end up uh, better for any of us, you know? Yeah. Not a good plan. Sorry, I just did like a, I just did a kid rant for a while. <laughs> you did yours, I did mine. Um, well, so wait, let's talk about where you're at. Let's actually, let's big up your thing because you're, yeah. you're at the Clips for Sale. Is this is this where yeah, you Clips for Sale Is this today. where you sell most of your? Is this where you make most of your money? Is this how? Um, I do tend to hang out here for the most part. I do offer little mini sessions here at the booth, mostly like foot domination kind of stuff. Okay. So been pretty busy with that over the weekend, and but, but, um, then, but then career-wise, is this is is Clips for Sale a big part of your your commerce? And definitely. Such? I mean, I I kind of have uh, my my fingers in a lot of pies because as an entrepreneur, you need to you need to make your product, which is for me, it's um, videos and audio recordings and also in-person sessions. So I need to be on kind of all of the different outlets. So. Some people are really exclusive to one site. I just, I mean, I don't like to put all my eggs in one basket yeah. because what if, what if something happens to that site or right. or the customer's on it kind of thing. So, well, you know, we're here at Exotica and I'm looking at, you know, My Free Cams, which is the major sponsor, Chatterbait, Cam4. Yeah. I'm part of, like, all of those sites as well. Nice. Um, Clips for Sale is, is one of many video sites that I'm on. I'm also on many vids and um, I want clips. And so that's kind of, um, yeah, I, um, I've got, like I said, I've got my fingers in a lot of different things. Yeah, yeah, I like, you have all these idioms that I don't really know. Like, I got my fingers in a lot of pies. <laughs> I got my eggs you in You never a heard that before? <laughs> no, I was never good at idioms. I always fuck them up. I, you know what? I'm becoming better at things like this the more time I socialize. Yeah. I'm a very, people like. use them so much. They do, yeah. I hear them and I go, I don't really know what that means, so I don't use it. And so right. sometimes I commit to using one that I don't know, <laughs> and then I start it, and then I have to finish it with something else. I remember distinctly <laughs> being in, in, in an interview, and I wanted to do the one about red tape. And I couldn't think oh, of what it was. Oh, okay. I said, yeah, yeah. So there's I've like never a, used that one, I said something tape. about, and I, so I said blue tape. <laughs> and the lady, because she was like an She's HR like, lady, <laughs> she couldn't handle anybody making a mistake around her. I, I learned so oh. much from her in that moment. She goes, yeah, 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 red tape. And then she just asked the next question. And I was like, well, I'm not getting wow. this job. Yeah, it was so funny. Wow. But I'm so terrible at idioms. <laughs> I can't figure it out. So I'm, the, I'm uh, kind of like a... So, believe it or not, I'm actually like an introvert. And these things are like really like energy consuming for me. Sure. And I... When I'm at home, I spend a lot of time by myself right. in front of my computer. I don't socialize a whole lot. Right. So, like, you know, I'm just now starting to learn how to use some of these phrases yeah. myself yeah. by putting myself in social situations. Right. I'm like, you know, I'm usually, like, pretty shy. If you take away, like, the red latex and, like, you know, the whips and all that, I'm yep. just kind of like, I keep to myself. So... Go, coming to these events is kind of like going out on a limb a little bit for me, but I'm always happy that I do it, and I always learn things, and I meet, you know, new awesome people like yourself. Yeah, well, I'll take I'll take the compliment. People, <laughs> I think people people find it weird. So as a, I'm a comedian, and and then I have these I have these moments. I have like when I have to go to these socializing events, I get shy and I like hide in the corner a lot, and then I'll just like start to close off and close yep. off and close off and close. And you're off. like looking at your phone. And I, I get so yeah, I get so far from like same. Yeah. 
and it's like and people are like I don't understand like you're a comedian like you're uh, and it's like it's way easier. It's different being on stage. Like it's it's, it's not the same. It's to talk to a group of people too than to talk to one person. Oh I find yeah. Walk, talking well, to one person the hardest thing in the world. Also when you're on stage you're performing and like yeah. you know that's not it's not the same as being in a one-on-one conversation with right. somebody at all. Like a lot of people I think don't realize that about being an entertainer. They're like oh well they're used to being in the public eye like they want attention all the time right and it's like no actually like I've I found myself like going into bathrooms and hiding when yeah. I need to like recharge. If yeah. there's too many, sometimes like one of the worst things that I hate about walking into something like this is getting recognized right away. Right. Before I've even had time right. to put my fucking bags you down. Put your, yeah, you and I'm just like, dude, yeah. Yeah. can you give me five fucking minutes here to yeah. like get my shit set up and then talk to me? I but no, e- you don't get that. I had that exact moment. I was going to a, a Halloween party with people in my industry and. I put the costume on, and it's like I already felt like I was like I don't even want to go outside and have to like deal with like the everything that comes before I get to the to the party because it's like people are gonna ask me it's like a thing, and so luckily I made it from my house to the train no interaction. Then I sat down oh on the wow. train, Lucky. and then and then there was this group uh, there was this group that came on and I could tell they wanted to like interact and I was like uh, I'm just not mentally nope. prepared. Throw those headphones yeah. on. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't. You know, I was like that's go, my that's my secret eye. weapon. I try not to go anywhere without my fucking headphones. It's right. just like. I've got these on. Even if they're not on, that means don't yeah. talk to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and then don't and you don't make eye contact. You just try your best to just stay out of it. Yeah. It's like I don't know. It's yeah. Nothing's worse than like being talked to when you don't want to be talked to. Exactly. And weird, you know, you're kind of subjecting yourself to that kind of thing a lot here. It's just unavoidable. Yeah. So. Right, and it's nobody's fault. They don't know that you that you're. Just that you really hate people. Hate <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Hate, I, honestly, I would argue that hating people comes as equally as your ability to love people yeah i mean you know they they say love and hate are, are very similar right the opposite of, of love the, what's the idiom on that one so so the opposite <laughs> of, of love here let me school you <laughs> the opposite of love isn't hate <laughs> it's indifference indifference yeah because empathy. if you're indifferent you don't care about it empathy. at all what's the what's that what not empathy what's the word um apathy apathy yeah yeah because then you really don't give a fuck about it. If you hate something, right. you're still feeling strongly about right. it. Right, right. Yeah, you're it's the passionate well, that, that's about what they're trying it. to tell you when you, yeah, when people, when people yeah. talk shit about you online. Yeah, they exactly. Go, they didn't care. They wouldn't say anything. You're right. Like, I don't know. This guy kind of feels like it. Kind of feels like this guy hates me. <laughs> I mean, that's that's kind of why, like, as I as I go shit. through life, I find myself caring about less and less. Yeah. Like, I don't really engage in bullshit. Well, petty drama anymore I'm just like once eh. you once you figure out your life you figure out what you love and and you're happy doing it everything else kind of becomes easier yeah and it's like it's what you were saying and I didn't want to interrupt you on that point but it's the, this thing about like you get to have an outlet for all your things so then you don't have this other frustration people that work nine to fives they have all this other, other frustration because they don't have like an outlet right so and they're about to is snap an for me and for you it's you know it's 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 all of the things that you're involved in in this in your community and you know, I can't speak specifically, but it, you know, but but all of the, the 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 all of the outlets that you've given yourself, then make the rest of all the other daunting shit like bearable. Yep. But it's like if you hate your job and you hate your girlfriend or your wife or your husband, and it's like there's just so many things that just keep stacking on. Exactly, that, that, that and like one of these days you're just gonna snap. And I found I found myself in that position before I got into this sort of industry. I was. Just like pushing papers, doing a regular sort of uh, administrative desk job. Yeah. And uh, it was just, 
every day. You wake up fucking really fucking early, and I didn't um, I didn't drive when I lived in Boston because it's just that's just asking for nightmares and money problems and yeah. everything. So I took the T system. That's what they call their transit, the T. MBTA um, every fucking day during rush hour getting crammed in there like a sardine going to work getting crammed in like a sardine on your way home everyone's angry you go home you're fucking exhausted you eat dinner like you might do some shit for a couple hours get laid if you're lucky go to bed wake up and do it all over again and then you do shit on the weekends when everybody in their fucking mom is out like doing shit on the weekends like Pack train will change your vibe in life. Oh, God, man. I didn't realize until I started doing like off hours. I, I only take the train sort of off hours because of my schedule. I'm not going in until people are already back or, or, it is, or already in. It is such a different experience. Yeah. It's, it's just insane. Empty like, train is, the to f- think is about. my favorite thing. Oh, yeah. But if you have a regular job, like, forget about that. You're never going to see that. So I just, forget that was kind it. of a, that was a, my wake up call. I was like, there has to be more than life to this. Like, I'm not fucking doing this anymore. Yeah. You know? I'd rather take, like, fluctuating income and certain, like, you know, job insecurities here or there and just work for my fucking self than be stuck behind a desk being somebody else's bitch and having, like, no control over my life. Right. Yeah, I think we we all crave crave that control. And I think we are getting better as people in figuring out how to cultivate our own livings. and, um, And this industry is, like way ahead of the curve it's great there's so much freedom involved in it i mean of course it's it's really hard work i think a lot of people look at it and they're like oh that's easy or oh all she does is like x y and z in front of a camera it's like there's so much more to that and you know similar to being a performer you know you know like you can't just go up there and go on stage you you have to go to these events you have to show face you have to socialize and not even that like your brain is always like uh, thinking of the next you're, yes, exactly. level of the oh. art form. It's like, yeah, you know, the you're always that thinking I meet, in the future, too. The people that I meet in this business and, and the people that I envy in my, in my business and comedy are the people that are like, okay, well, I already did this thing. What's the next thing? Like, exactly. what's the next thought? And I'm trying so to you're always, always kind of thinking a couple steps ahead. And, and it's like the people that, you know, the, the, the first person I ever met in, like, in camming was not even in this industry. She was like, it was, she was a very G rated show. And she, um, she was just super savvy about like getting viewers and like she was researching all the time, figuring out how to like do something better or what camera or what angle or what lighting. And it's like innovation is, is sort of what keeps us alive in all of this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Can't do the same thing every just like anything else. It's like even doing this, if I was if I was doing the same comedy set every night, I, that would feel the same as a, as a cubicle job. You gotta just innovate. Yeah, you innovate, gotta change innovate. it up. Yeah. You gotta keep pushing yourself and experimenting, and you know. So tell, so tell us about this outfit because we do have some YouTube content. What are we looking at? This is this is latex. What is this? Uh, yeah. So this is latex, Can otherwise known as rubber. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, okay. So do you, now I, I I was I was over in this section yesterday and I saw someone oiling their latex. Yeah. Is that so a that's thing? that's to get it to be shiny and also kind of go onto your body easier because yeah. it's really tight. It's like putting a fucking balloon on your body, yeah. basically. Yeah. This one is loose. Like I don't. I really despise the skin tight like cat suit thing because yeah. it's extremely difficult to put on and then you sweat like a pig in it. Right. And it's just to me, it's very uncomfortable. It's like wearing a very tight fucking rubber glove. Sure. Some people love that about it. They yeah. they can't get enough the of the feeling, way it feels. Yeah. 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 Me personally, I think latex is kind of uncomfortable to wear. 
There, I said it. Oh my God! If, if any latex fetishists are watching this, they're Hot like, take. "Wow!" Hot because take. you know, every if you go to this community now, there's a whole community based around this stuff too. There's events that are based around this yep. type of fashion. Sure. You know, everyone's like peacocking around in their fucking layers and layers of their shit, and yeah. like everyone takes it very seriously, and they're very proud right. of their latex. It's also a status symbol because the stuff is very expensive. This okay. dress costs three hundred dollars. That doesn't make sense to me because we know that latex it's does rubber. not cost a lot of money it's to, to produce. Well, the thing about it is, it has to be handmade. Like uh, these seams right here are glued is by that hand. What it is? Yep. Okay. And you know, so you do, and you do have to know how to fucking cut fabric in the right um, yeah. size and I'll all that. You know what's funny is I don't think you've sworn the entire episode. And then now that we're talking about fabric, you're like, fucking cut fabric. <laughs> that, like, that's the thing that, that takes you to that, to like the swearing peak. So oh, wow, funny. I did good. I made it, I made I it that whole time without cursing. I don't think you about kids. And then you said, uh, you can curse. It doesn't matter. But it's like oh, okay. fucking fabric. <laughs> if you know how to cut fucking fabric, bro. That's just really funny to me. Uh, that, that's the moment. That's the one. That's the, that's the line. I might be just exasperated from wearing it for so long. I've been in it already hours today, and I, I am sweating a lot. I did th I did my photo shoot in this outfit. Oh, nice. Okay. And I was like, I'll just keep it on yeah. for this fucking thing because uh, there's no way I'm putting it back that's on if I take it off. That's the hardest part. Like, uh, it's like standing around like for hours in these uncomfortable outfits. Oh no, I was gonna say the other thing. It's like sometimes you <laughs> have like a hot outfit, and you're like, yo, I gotta wear this all day. Like like, like this chick right here with this with the strappy like chain looking stuff yeah. like. Yeah, okay, that feels fine for the first, like, hour or yeah. two. But after that, like, she's probably going to be like, oh, this is really uncomfortable, all these yeah, straps also, everywhere. But, but, like, I had the other thing. Like, I like, I got dre I was dressed in basically this. I just, I, if I can help it, I'm wearing jeans and a black V-neck just to make everything easy and consistent. And, um, and you know, and, and it's like I used to wear, like, cool, recognizable shirts, but then I could only wear them once because if I, got, if I get filmed in it, or I get photographed oh, in it, yeah. I can't wear it all the right. time. So mm -hmm. I just stopped, I just saw wearing nondescript stuff. So last night I got dressed for the Inked Awards, and then it was like two oh, hours, and then that? it was done. It was great. And then it was done after two hours, and then I was like, yo, I look fly. I got to go do something else. I got to go show people. Yeah, right, right. I don't get dressed. Can't let that outfit go yeah, to waste. I got to go show this to somebody gotta else. Got to get some mileage out of that. Yeah, like, part, like my first instinct was like, oh, I'll just wear it tomorrow. Second instinct was like, no, the, the, the six people that saw me are going to see me again. So I gotta go. So then I ran around just to like and just like try to get seen in my outfit. Yep, get those pictures. Yeah, but you got photographed in. So yes, you got. So you're good. So you, yeah. you already accomplished the day. Exactly. With and I got a few. Uh, some some random people came up, took my photo. Cool. Yeah. Well, good stuff. Okay. So um, first is first and foremost, I like to always mention, please pay for your porn. Uh, vote with your dollars. Uh, said Larkin Love. I thought that was pretty smart of her. Uh, and it's a good good little. Uh, that, that's that's the new idiom. Vote with your dollars. Uh, if you like somebody in porn, if you like somebody in adult, if you like somebody in fetish, um, support make sure them. you support them because they're they're not necessarily getting paid just because you found the content. Exactly. We um, are all working for ourselves here for the most part, so that means if you like it and want to see more of it, put pay your for money it. where <laughs> your cum is. I guess exactly. Is a fun way exactly. To say it. Pay for um, it, and we'll keep making it. So Otherwise, so you know, we might not. So what's the best way for them to find you and pay for your porn? GoddessLilithVideos.com, and you spell Lilith, L-I-L-I-T-H. That is the best place to get my self-produced videos. You can also find me on Twitter at GoddessLilith66. 
on Instagram at Goddess Lilith Dom. These are not places where you can pay for my porn, but these are places where I post Follow about her. Pay new attention porn. To her. Yeah, get, get also appearances like this and I do in person sessions, BDSM sessions. Yeah, and get it into worship sessions. And get it into the lexicon. So okay, so so yeah, so they can everywhere on uh, along the way they can find you uh, to to add. The, to contact on your site to contact you to be able to, to work with you and, and, and do customs. Yeah. Yeah, that's Very right. Cool. I'm always looking for other um, industry professionals to trade content with. And I'm always looking for good submissive guys that want to be slaves and offer something to my world. Fair. Fair enough. Uh, this is the Porn Stars Are People podcast. We're uh, rebroadcast on Demon Seed Radio every Saturday. Uh, we are also uh, on our website, pornstarsarepeople.com. Uh, we started a show, live show, Porn Stars Are Comedians, where I uh, invite various people that have interviewed over the years to uh, to come and do comedy. So check out those live shows when you can. We'll have one in ABN. We'll have, we have one in Exotica this round. Uh, we drop an episode every Monday. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher app, and we got some fun content today on YouTube. So check us out. Come come check out her uh, her latex outfit. Um, and please follow and uh, and pay for her more. Thank you guys for listening, and thank you again to my guest. Thank you.